Support for this episode comes from PCG Digital. It is anywhere from difficult to impossible to manage every aspect of the changing digital landscape. Rather than trying to do it yourself, why not leave it to an award-winning team of digital marketing specialists who have mastered it all? Connect your message with more potential customers with PCG Digital. Go to pcgdigital.com for more information. What if I said your hiring practices may be prejudiced, not in the way that you're thinking, prejudiced in looking for perfection versus potential? Today, I'm talking with Erica Tiffany, who started her journey, single mom, GED, just diving into the automotive space to, to learn how to sell and provide for her family. And over the next 20 years, she is now a sales executive and one of Automotive News 40 Under 40 for recognition for her excellence in what she does. But in our discussion, what we're going to talk about today, she poses the question, would you have hired me? You're looking for the Erica Tiffany that shows up and is sitting in front of you right now, but that took 20 years to build. So the question is, if she held up her resume as that 20-year-old, would you have hired her? Hmm. Interesting question. Interesting thought. I'm diving in with Erica Tiffany on today's episode of You're in Charge, conversations that spark change to get you to think how your hiring practices may be missing out on the next Erica Tiffany. Let's dive in. You are uh, minority and woman, you know, double minor minority. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that's true. You know, women in automotive just as a whole are a small subset, which is growing um, as well as minority. So talk to me about uh, that decision. How did that come about? And you've been doing it now for a, a, year. a year. Yeah, I thought I was trying to say a year, year and a half. So a year. So talk to me about the feedback, why you did this, what, and what's the long-term goal for this? Sure. So it was in the middle of all the polarization that was happening uh, after George Floyd. I mean, it was right. a very tough time, just period for people. And there was conversations that just couldn't be had in the dealership, right? People would talk in little circles. You'd have little clicks. There'd be whisperings. And you felt uncomfortable, right? Because everybody wanted to talk about it and nobody wanted to talk about it. Um, and I felt like I needed to reach out to someone who could understand my own unique points of view, um, the frustrations and the fears that I had, uh, the conversations that took place, because uh, it, was, it was something that just really broke people apart. You know, right. and, 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 and those of us that, I, my, both my parents were military. So I have a love for, uh, you know, my military family, our mm -hmm. respect officers, um, but I also understand that there needs to be oversight, right? But how do you have this conversation when everybody's so closed-lipped because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to offend somebody. So I reached out to my automotive girlfriends and it was a little sad to me that one was in Colorado, one was in Philly, and one was in California. And I said, I'm in Atlanta, you know, a city where the African-American population is huge. And I, I work in a, an organization in automotive where there's another dealership 10 on one row. And yet I can't think of another African-American woman sales manager that I can have a conversation about and say, how is it at your store? What's the right. conversation? Are you comfortable? Do you feel awkward at all? You know, let's talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we knew that we had to find each other, the four of us from so far away made us realize that there's probably other women within the industry who were looking for that home as well, who, were, who understood the unique challenges of being a double minority and knowing that the situations that we feel are real. A lot of times people have a conversation and say, well, oh, I don't see color and you know everything's even to me and I see the world in gray. But guess what? Color is what makes things beautiful. It's okay. I want you to see my color. I want you to see what makes me different. I just don't want you to treat me any different because of it. Right, right. And that's the conversation that needed to be had. So we started WOCAN a year ago. We knew we wanted to give a place to women could pat each other on the back, that we could be the ones nominating each other, that we could be the ones saying each other's names and rooms. Like you mentioned, Carrie Wise, we needed our allies and our partners and other people who were non-minorities just as much as we need the minorities. Because if you get a bunch of women in a room and say, how are we going to change the automotive industry? We can't do it. We need everybody else. Right. So it's the group together to bring an awareness to a cause, to make people have conversations that they didn't think of and say, you know what? I need to be intentional about inclusion. I need to be deliberate about diversity and that I need to make hires. No, not just because someone's African-American or someone because they're Hispanic or Asian, but because they're the right fit and that I at least allowed them the opportunity to interview. And I at least allowed them the opportunity by opening up my net wide enough that I'm going to attract them to my organization. Because sometimes they say, well, Erica, they're not applying. And I said, well, let's look at the ads that you're running. Is it, a, is it something that's going to appeal to a woman who maybe has children or who's going to night school mm-hmm. or who doesn't have an educational background or all the things that create the barriers and the stumbling blocks that keep us from applying? So that's why you need to have people in place who can help you write that ad, who understand it from a different point of view that you're not going to have because you're not there. I know what a single mom would read because I've been there. I know right. what kind of ad she'd apply for. And so those are the kind of conversation that Woken is supposed to change. And now that we're about to hit our one year anniversary, we are so excited and proud. We have over 300 members now of women within the automotive industry who meet every single month to share stories. We have scholarships, we have sponsors. It's been absolutely incredible. And and I appreciate even this platform to be able to talk about it. Oh, I think it's wonderful. And to, to that point, you know, I've said that to dealers in terms of, you know, again, I remember one your your one of your your previous roles was a BDC manager. And people would say for business development center. So those are the people who are hand for the audience. Those are people who are handling, interacting with customers, trying to set appointments, answer questions, right? They're they're the forefront. And people would say, well, I can't find people. And I said, well, are you looking for part-time workers? And they said, no, we only want full-time. And I would ask the question, why? I said, you're missing a whole subset of people who drop their kids off at school at eight and they can work from nine to two. Yep. Or maybe they work from four to nine or whatever it is, and they will kill it for you. They will knock it out of the park for you, but they can only work 30 hours. Or maybe they have to, you know, a set schedule. Well, no, they have to work. Why? To your point earlier, why? Just because they... I'm not looking for fair in a certain way. If I need, I'll create another role and say, well, this is that role. If you want that role, you can apply that role. But it allows what the the pandemic allowed my company to do is uh, win my brother over to remote workers. And now when we look for employees, there was a whole group of people who always wanted to work with my company, but said, I'm not moving to New Jersey because that was a restriction. Now it's open. So to your point is, if I go out and I say, 
I'm going to advertise for part-time workers. That's a whole nother subset. Absolutely. But, but the one other thing that I helped the dealer with who had that same question. And I said, I don't have the answer because he was saying, well, we're trying to find more diversity minorities, but we're not answering. And I said, well, all of a sudden I said, well, wait a minute, where are we advertising? Maybe you're not advertising where they look. And so I asked in a clubhouse room that was focused on diversity. I said, uh, hi, uh, you got to help me. I'm, I'm brain dead here. Is there some other, and boy, they were like, well, you should be at this school. You should be on this job board this way. And I said, thank you. And I think that to your point is always saying, I don't know. And, but going to look for the answer instead of just going, well, I don't know, go find it. And all of a sudden, once they started posting on those job boards, they got those opportunities. Now, whether they hired them or not was immaterial. The fact is, all of a sudden, they were having the interviews and the people who were coming in for the interviews said, wow, I never had this opportunity. And that's what I think only pe people only want an opportunity, get in a room, get in front of you, and then let the chips fall. Absolutely. And, and, and your leadership has to represent that as well, because if you're saying I'm going to bring all these people in, let's just say it's women or minorities or whatever, and you don't have a leadership team that can speak to that culture, right? Mm -hmm. Then what happens, right? Then there becomes another disconnect because there's a, there's a misunderstanding between things that are going on because you have a dealer mindset that says, well, we do this things this way and it is the way it is because it's always been that way. And someone who doesn't understand that world at all. So right. you have to have those middlemen who can understand both sides. Like, Hey, this is a business and we have things that have to be handled, but these are also real people who have yes. talent, who, as you said, need to just be developed. And if you could take the, the person like me with the GED who was working at a daycare before I got into automotive and turn me into a 40 under 40 uh, in the country in 2021, all because someone was willing to give me an opportunity, then what are we doing, right? Someone says, exactly. hey, Erica, how can I hire someone like you? And I'm like, it had to be built. It, yeah. You got to go back to 20 years ago when I was just a struggling student, because if you wouldn't hire her, then there's no way you can hire me. Boy, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Just, all right, just stop on that one. I hope you all heard what you just, what Erica just said. Exactly that. I want the finished product. I want Erica to walk in as Erica is right now. Why? Because it's going to save me time versus saying, no, let's roll the tape back. Would you hire, would you hire this? And, and that actually might be a good thing for you one time on one of for woke camp for like conversations or a webinar to actually have your picture of when you were that age and saying okay let me just read this job description <laughs> or let me read this applicant okay an applicant applied 20 something years old ged single parent no experience would you hire that person and see what people say and that they said well i'm not sure i'd take a chance and then you missed out on me yeah right that i think is the real gut punch because to your point, we look for finished products because we don't have a career path, because we don't have the right training process, because we're not thinking it's our job to develop raw talent into it. We're all looking for shortcuts to finish. And they don't think of all the problems they have when you bring somebody in who has bad habits from someone else and all that are versus I'd love to be able to just build up my own or like you were saying early on, have my own bench right? that I can go build. But folks, listen, that's the problem. We're all looking. We all love to have a room full of Erica's. But guess what? That took 20 years and a lot of work on everybody's part, hers 
and the people who were leading her and pushing her and prodding her or not, where she had to move to find that path. Don't go sleep on these. Don't look for perfection. Look for talent. Look for desire. Look for work ethic. Those are the things you can't teach and you need those. And sometimes people just need, to your point, is a hand up and an opportunity and they will deliver for you hands down. Glenn, one of my favorite quotes is from one of my mentors who says, you can't teach hunger. You can only feed it right? Mm. And, and when we're hiring people, we tend to hire people that look like or, or feel like us. Because sometimes someone can say, I see potential in him because he reminds me of me, right? Well, this young single mom may not remind you of you, so you don't right. relate. But that's why you have to hire someone in that can relate and see themselves in that person who's willing to put the time and energy and effort because they can see themselves in there and the potential. And men sometimes are hired on the future capabilities where women are sometimes hired on what they've had experience. Well, what's your experience? Well, what do you already know how to do? Right. You have to give them the same opportunity by saying, I see something in you and that's the hunger. It's not where you worked or what school you went to or your education or your skin tone. What I see is the hunger. And right. if you're hungry enough, I will coach, train and lead everything else out of you. I think and 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 that's a good point place, uh, uh, you know, for 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 leaders listening again. There's a lot of great things here. Uh, but that idea of when, a, when you remind me of me, it's either that means a lot of times you look like me. Let's just call it what it is. It is. Number two is I'm looking at the wrong thing, meaning I don't care who it is. If you're hungry, if you've had to overcome struggles, right? That's a commonality. I don't care what color you are, what race, what age, everybody. If you really look back and say like, there was a time in my life, I was broke, like broke, eating macaroni, broke, going to a happy hour and paying for the cheapest beer so I could eat all the food there or working in a restaurant. So I had one meal a day at least like that broke. Right. Um, and even there's people worse than that. But I understood that mentality of we got to figure this out. And we got to figure something out. And all you needed was somebody to guide you and say, here's your opportunity. That's what we got to be looking for. You know, um, I always had one of my mentors always used to say we were, I was in a position to oversee a team and we were talking about performance reviews and I just didn't like this person. We just did not mesh. And I said, they don't get, they don't get it. And he took his hand and he covered up their name. And he said, look at those numbers. Tell me if, and I knew where he was going and I hated him for it. And I said, yeah, he goes, good. Give them the raise. I said, but, but, but he goes, no, all those other things, fix those, hold them accountable to those, but let's not confuse things. So same right. thing. If you cover up the picture and you say, here's someone who is this, has this hunger, has this drive, would you hire them? Yes or no. If you take your hand off the picture, in my world, it shouldn't really matter because what you're really looking for is that drive, is that hunger. A lot of times polish or what you think is polish, they're just selling you. And then two months, three months down the road, you're getting rid of them anyway. Yep. Versus I just would rather have somebody who's coming in who wants to listen, who wants to learn, who wants to be coached, who wants to be developed, who will do the things that we need to do give me a room full of those people. That was the one, one gentleman said it way, way back. He said, I'd rather have someone with 75% skills and hundred percent heart than hundred percent skills and 75% heart. I love that. Yes. Glenn, I, I, that resonated with me, that story with your boss with cover the name and cover the picture. 
I remember going to an interview once where the dealer principal was so excited to bring me on. We interviewed, he flew me out. He's like, just gave me the job offer, basically on the spot said, you can start tomorrow. And then he calls me the next day and he says, I can't hire you. <laughs> I was confused. I said, tell me what, what, what's changed? This was 24 hours. He said, my sales manager said that they couldn't work for a woman. Straight up told me. Now I'm, I'm glad now in retrospect, he told me because I wouldn't have wanted to work for someone who, who figured out some other way to kind of connivingly tell me that, you know, he didn't want to hire me. But what I needed in that moment, and I realized why he would not be a good fit for a leader is because even if his sales managers felt that way, I need your support, right? Sure. You're the VP, you're the dealer principal, you're the leader. You believe in me because you saw something that they couldn't. All they saw was me walk through the showroom on an interview and said, is she going to be the new GSM here? I wouldn't work for her. They're crazy, right? Yeah, well, they then, have leave. then leave. But see, the problem is I'd say that I've had conversations with owners of businesses who said, I can't get my people to do this. And I said, last time I checked your names on the building. Like, <laughs> well, so it's, you're... Disruption. it's uncomfortable. But here's right. the thing, right? Instead of just leave, let's bring them into the conversation so they can understand sure. that I'm not just this picture of whatever you have your bias in your mind of what you think this leadership is going to look like. Because I promise you, if we could sit down and talk, I could change your mindset or your sure. employee's mindset of given the opportunity. But I realized that your limited thinking was so scared to disrupt the apple cart at your dealership in fear that the people below would leave if you hired me, that you couldn't even take a chance on right. the leadership to say, trust me, I've never led you wrong before this. Let me bring her in. Let me show you what she has to offer and then have my back right? Because I'm going to work harder and Absolutely. more passionate and anything else by knowing you have my back. But when you don't, and that's usually the problem, is why it starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then those very people who said, I told you not to hire her. Look, she's not doing this. She's not. Right. Look at her. She can't even get anybody to do anything. Why? Because you've never had my back. You really right. didn't support me like you needed to. And therefore, I end up doing the very thing that they said I was going to do anyway. Right. And, and I think that that's that's sort of a great way to sort of wind this conversation up. I could talk to you for hours, but it's the, this idea of, you know, if you are the leader and you're bringing in somebody or, or, or making changes, you have to explain it to your team. You can't just say, well, they won't, that's broad brushstrokes don't work. But if right. you see the talent, you have to say, we're bringing someone in and we will get past any prejudices or we will through work through results, through working side by side. But if you're just going to say, well, she's a woman, she's a woman of color, I can't. Well, then you have problems. You have bigger problems. Then how are you selling to people who are women? <laughs> exactly. Right? That just, my, my brain hurts right there. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was such great information from Erica. As she said, please connect with her on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Also, Please, if you want to learn more about WOCAN, Women of Color Automotive Network, where she is co-founder and what they're doing to help women and minorities in the automotive space, just go to that website. Make sure that you reach out to her. She is someone that you need in her network. As I say, thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate your attention. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share out the episode. Make sure other people who might need this information can benefit from it. You could be the difference in someone else's life as well. And as I say at the end of every episode, you're in charge. But now Erica gave you a few more tools to help you become more successful. Thank you again. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.